are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Hello, everyone. How are you? I hope you're having a fantastic summer. I hear it's hot out there. Here, it will be in the low 70s tomorrow. And equally important, how is it in your neck of the woods? And maybe you're not listening to this when it first goes live. I get it. Maybe fast forward and it's cold. Well, right now it's hot, (laughs) but I want us to be cool. My son in his neck of the woods is seeing temperatures in the hundreds and he's out in Albuquerque. And my daughter is seeing temperatures in the 90s in Southern California. And well, Southern California is pretty nice most of the time. So it's not so bad for her, but it's turning out to be hot all over. In fact, I saw a story that in Europe, there's record heat happening. And I saw another headline in the news about the heat wave surging all around the world. (laughs) And oh my goodness. So stay cool, my friends, wherever you are, stay cool in your body heat and in your mindset, calm, cool, and collected. And that's the topic today, how to stay cool and find your Zen, your peace, when all around you, people are losing their stuff. (laughs) You see, there's one common denominator in any one of our issues, and that common denominator is you. It's you and me. And you know, it really starts with this idea that ill feelings are being harbored. You know what I mean? How we feel wronged. And then we start to harbor those feelings of injustice or incorrectness. We want to move to do the right thing about something that we disagree with. And this happens more often than we think. In fact, it happens a lot. And recently I witnessed a situation where two of my friends were having a disagreement and some themes came to light for me. The themes of how disagreements come and we feel like we are right. And then we move to perfect the situation and all the particulars. We move to take control because the control measures are not being done to our specifications, to our operating manuals. Then from there comes the mind chatter. We would just love to turn off the rumination, the mind chatter over the issues that happen, right? Something's not right. Something's amiss. And then we spin in our head. And if we're able to work through and let go of the notion of being right, oh my goodness, it's so freeing. It's so freeing because when we get clarity, on what exactly the issue or the problem that we're presenting with. And we in our minds can allow people to be who they are and allow for the situations to show us clarity or unfold in front of us. Well, it's pretty amazing. So let me explain. I recently saw a friend, like I mentioned, have an issue with another friend. And well, this issue was that of being right and feeling wrong. And I recall this same friend having almost an identical issue a few months back. And here's the thing. In both situations, this lovely person felt right and felt wronged with different players, different situations, but same pattern. Then you go back and you start to peel this further and you find that this has happened in the past. But in the past, it was different people, different players. And what I find fascinating is that there's one common denominator in the stories, and that was my friend. 
So many times we move from circumstance to circumstance with the same feelings and those patterns move with us. And I know that's been the case for me. I'm no different. Let me tell you, I'm speaking from experience. And I had a huge aha moment around a year ago around this same topic. So let me share my story. I was standing in line to see my coach, to be coached. And I realized as I was standing there that I had taken a pattern for the last almost 15 years of thinking that others had wronged me. I was right and others were wrong. And the specific issue where they were wrong, where I felt that things should have gone a certain way was that I should have been promoted. So in my mind, I had been moving from job to job with the same mindset. And it hit me as I stood in line there. I had turned down a job, a promotion 15 years ago. And I felt wrong about that. I felt betrayed. And so in the back of my mind, I felt right about turning down the job and wronged about the circumstance. And I created a space in my mind about not taking the promotion. And in that recess of my mind, I was setting up my future self for failure because I kept spinning about the past and being wronged in the past. And I really think that this frame of mind of victimhood stood in my way of promoting myself. And it hit me right then and there that I was standing in line to be coached. And the common denominator in the last few times when I was not promoted was me, me and my mindset. (laughs) I was spinning in rumination and in blame, but it was not the recent failure to promote that was the issue. It was the feelings and the mind chatter around it. For a while, it's all I thought about. That's all I talked about with my close friends, how unfair and wrong others were. And you know, the funny thing is that I can see it so clearly now, but I definitely did not see it then. You see, I was a common denominator in all those circumstances. And I never asked myself what I was doing or not doing, or what was at the base of this outcome of this result that I did not want and really that I was creating. That's right. I was creating it. Time and time again, we move from situation to situation, doing the same things, thinking the same ways, like we can control others, like we're right and we know and others don't. And the truth is that is 50-50. We are right about some things and totally wrong about other things in the same situation. But we don't open ourselves up to see the truth. We see how rude others can be but we don't see the rude things that we have said in the past, (laughs) right? Think about it. We don't. Not if we're being honest with ourselves, we don't. We go from place to place and thing to thing, and we end up finding very similar situations or very similar patterns and problems of what we see. And we think that it's the outside that is causing that, or it's someone else that is causing that issue. And you know, I love this question. It's this question of really doing a pivot here and asking, is this right? Right? What's right about this story? Or am I seeing this right? And then you start to question whether it's a fact of the situation or it's a story we're telling ourselves. So if instead we can see that we're the common denominator in this story and we have options then this is so freeing and so fantastic. And so there's two things that can happen here. 
One, we can go in and provide some acceptance for ourselves and see the truth of the situation. And that's such a game changer because it frees our mind to look and see what's truly happening and then to truly see the possibility. Not that we're bad people or that something's wrong or not normal. It's the exact opposite. We can realize that our patterns are normal human behavior that we can witness and choose to change. And this idea that we're the ones that have the power to change our circumstance is really fantastic. What this is, is not, and I tell you, it's not permission to beat ourselves up to say, oh, you're always the problem. It's about really seeing where someone is right about you and to also see where you can improve, right? And yes, to also see where you're right. But of course, seeing the right part is pretty easy. (laughs) Most of the times we want to prove to the world that we're right. We want to be right at any cost. It's called confirmation bias. We have a perspective that whatever is that we're doing is right. And at times we spend our time vilifying other people that are not in line with that perspective. They are supposedly not doing the right thing, thinking the right way, doing what they should be doing. But what if we could pause and really reflect and ask ourselves, how can I be better? How can I do better? How can I learn from this? What is this teaching me or giving me? It becomes an awakening for us, an aha a moment, and it affords us so much peace and serenity. Okay, let me go back to my story about my friends that were not in agreement. One of them asked me to coach them, and I did. We coached and we did some work around what was happening. He thought that this person he was having an issue with was pushing all his buttons and was wrong. Absolutely wrong. Mean, inconsiderate, bossy, etc spinning. And me looking outwards from afar, I saw both of them spinning, both sitting in this rumination and of course, sharing their discontent with anyone that would lend them an ear. So I coached my close friend and he was able to see his piece in the situation, but more importantly, was able to find his piece around the circumstance. He saw the chaos that was being created and saw his peace and process all those emotions, moving his way to peace, moving his way to finding his solution. And so what happened? Well, he shared, he felt so calm and so at peace with the situation once he really questioned what he was feeling and thinking. Then he moved to discover what he truly wanted and what he wanted was to have peace with it. And he saw that this disagreement with his friend was a very small piece in his full life of events and situation. He, from here, was able to move to his solution and his personal peace. And the other person, the other friend, I saw spinning in the chaos. The person was not at peace, not because they didn't work with me, but because they didn't work on themselves. They chose to sit with the concept of being right and being wronged and wanting to tightly control the situation. And to me, at the base of any control issue is insecurity. Losing control at its stem is self-doubt, which is why it's so important to be right. So here's what I offer in a situation like this. 
ask yourself, what's true from the other person's perspective? It's like the maester, Stephen Covey says, seek first to understand, then to be understood. And sit with that understanding, with that truth. So if someone says you're controlling, can you see where you have tried to control? If you think someone is controlling, can you see where you have also done this too? And if once you see it, can you accept it? Can you then say, okay, I can see that, but I can also see that I'm coming at this with a lot of love and I'm coming at this with true care and understanding. Can I accept that as well? Because you see, what we do is we don't really question the truth of what's happening. Questioning the true common denominator in the situation. And the common denominator is me. What am I making this mean? What is the truth in the situation? What is the story? Or what is the fact? When we can be really honest with ourselves and see that we're not perfect, that life is half not so great and half great, and that we're normal human beings. And you know what I see many times is I see people seeking perfection. We're good at being perfectionists, right? I heard a friend once say, if it has my signature, it better be perfect. Imagine that pressure, that pressure to perform the perfection right? And I think that this perfectionism is rooted in insecurity and in control. We think we can control people and control situations. But I'm sorry to say, my friend, we cannot. We cannot even control ourselves at times, let alone others. And what's perfect anyway? Now, I know there's situations of delicacy or precision, which is different to me than perfectionists. Perfectionism leaves no room for humanity for truth or honesty, it leaves us no out. And in the end, it ends up being sloppy because our relationships suffer. Our health can suffer from this drive for perfection. And our mindset, wow, the constant chatter in our minds, if we are not perfect, if the situation is not tight and controlled and perfect, then we spin. And it's in that letting go, in the releasing that perfection, when we find what is right and where we go right. And this mindset of honesty and normality leads us to our peace. And from here, we use our tools from our project weight loss, our tools of awareness of our minds, our hearts, emotions, our truths. And then from here, we act. From this place of peace and coolness, we act. And then we don't regret our action because it's coming from a place of peace and clarity. And so my friend that I work with, once we coached, he felt so much better and so much calmer with this mindset and really released the tension. I could see it in his face and demeanor. He answered the question of what he wanted for himself. And then he moved into what he wanted to do. The other person, I could see the person spinning, ruminating, being not okay, which is the next thing I want to say. I love this concept that we know our own answers. You know, I can come on the podcast and give you a list of options and a list of things that will help you and get you better so that you can be better for you. And I do many times because we just love the how. But the reality is that at the end of the day, you know what that is for you. When you can find your solution, it is such a good solution 
because it's your solution, because you are the common denominator in your life. And here's the thing. We want to feel better. We want the peace. It's not about being right. It's not who wronged you. It's about how you can feel better so that you can show up better. You show up so much better, so much clearer. You sleep better at night. And then what happens? Well, you give out this great energy. When you're cool and collected, you give that energy out and other people feel it too. It's a little catchy. Just like the negative energy can be catchy if we don't work on ourselves. And you know, you don't need to be perfect. Others don't need to be perfect. The situation does not need to be perfect. We just need to come from a place of understanding. You know, I had mentioned before that I had taken a drug and alcohol training and we had a specialist from UC Davis come and talk to us and train us around this topic. And I remember very clearly, she told us that people would be open to you if you came from a place of understanding and a place of honesty. She said that it could be difficult for someone who did not have a drug and alcohol problem to try to help someone that did. And she said that what made it really difficult was that so many times we wanted to be soft and caring and kind and all of that. And that was great. But if it did not come from a place of honesty and truth and true understanding, it was never going to be received well. It was never going to land well. And so even if it was harsh, even if it hurt, it had to come from a place of truth and honesty. And here's the thing. We're so good at looking at the bad or wrong with others or finding the bad in a situation and looking at the things we don't want. And we forget about the great in a person, in a situation. And as important, we forget about the things that we ourselves do that are not so great, but that we can change and that we can be aware of asking ourselves, what is the common denominator here? What am I constantly doing? It's like my instructor told me, it lands well when it's honest. So see yourself as the common denominator and be honest with yourself. Oh, what is it that your peace is in this equation in a disagreement and love yourself through the change. So these concepts will help stop the mind chatter and bring you calm. It will help stop the blame game and give you peace as well. So you can use your tools. And what are those tools? knowing that we're human, normal and beautiful, mindfulness, gratitude, focus and consistent action, and coming at it all from a place of self-awareness and self-love. So this week, I will leave you with an excerpt, a few lines, not in order, of one of my favorite poems. And the ending, I leave based on how I learned it when I was in middle school. And that is the poem, If by Rudyard Kipling. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies. Or being hated, don't give way to hating. And yet, don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. 
If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And what is more, the victory shall be won. Have a beautiful week, my friends, and stay calm, cool, and collected. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.